0: Mobilized by the secret masters, they are the Department of Nerdly Affairs.
1: Hello, operatives, and welcome to the Department of Nerdly Affairs. I'm your host, Rob Patterson, here with my co-host, Don Chisholm. Yo. And today, we're going to be talking about comedy. We're going to be yucking it up. And who better to yuck it up with than someone who actually knows a little bit about comedy, unlike Don or I, Kevin Doak. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Hello. How are you doing? So Kevin, tell us a little bit about your background in comedy
2: okay well out? well I'm just like a famous person, but nobody knows me i uh awesome. i've done i've done uh i've been a traveling stand up comedian for for a long time for about six years uh I also locally write plays and put on uh a show like well one faithfully every year as a valentine's Day comedy show and uh Excellent. so So we write uh, we write plays, um, and I'm part of a theater company that takes locals and lets them write things. One of them comedies, and then we Mm. put them on uh, for them.
1: Interesting. So
2: that people can see their what they created. Now, mind you, it'd be nice when they uh, let us workshop the uh, the piece a little bit, and uh, those people that are willing to let us modify it a bit, Mm -hmm. and people get to see their what was in their mind's eye, go on right. stage before them. So,
1: Yeah, that's the incredible feeling, yeah. yeah.
2: So, uh, But there's surprisingly few of those, so we end up writing our own plays quite often and
1: putting them on. Okay, so, so you uh, know quite a bit about comedy then, okay. Thanks. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> well, obviously you do. I mean, and so are you actually teaching playwriting then as well?
2: Oh, um, well, actually, um, the guy who runs it, Joey Olet, he teaches how to write, and he does that at a, the community center. So I just help him out.
1: Ah, okay, so most of the people that come to this, uh, you know, this playwriting comedy workshop, are they mostly what college students, seniors? What kind of people come to uh, participate?
2: Uh, from what I've seen, just a quite a, a cross section of humanity. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like most of, or anything. Like uh anywhere right. from uh uh teenagers just getting started to somebody who uh we had somebody who was in their sixties, they were retired and had this story in their head and wanted to see it. So complete cross section. There's no there's no uh most leaves.
1: Right. Okay. So what actually got you into comedy then? What made you one day say, I want to be a stand up comedian? <laughs>
2: um well, I was critically shy. Uh, growing mm. up, um, but um, that's
1: true for a lot of comedians. Mm.
2: But to my to my friends, I was a joker, right? And so mm-hmm. I felt comfortable joking with them. So I right. just eventually, well, wanted to fight my own shyness. Right. And so I uh, started started with theater. So I actually have mm-hmm. like you know a BA next to my name because I took uh, theater and theater arts and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And that was how I started. Was I wrote uh, a comedy. And the mm-hmm. first comedy that I wrote had 13 actors in it. And I mean, actors and actresses, you know. Um, but I just call, we just call them actors, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so, and, uh, it, it was, it was a great experience, but, uh, wow, it was hard. So I noticed that the next play I wrote had eight
3: mm-hmm.
2: actors. Then six. <laughs> then a lot with five. Then four. Then three. And that's when I found stand-up. I just had to deal with me, just one. It was because being a director, see, a lot of times nobody wants to direct what you mm-hmm. write. So I ended up being the director of things I write. So uh, so I was the writer and director. And being a director is a lot like herding cats, you know, right. when dealing with that. actors. So um, it's, uh, so yeah, so that's that's where my stand-up started. It was like, oh, this is so much easier. I just have to like, you know, you know, just right monitor for myself just right for myself, right? And so right. Um, uh, that's kind of where that started. And then, I guess uh, you know, see, we have a completely communist v- way of uh, working. We don't. We share the money, like whatever mm-hmm. pool of money we have, everyone gets a share. Right. So, um, uh, when... <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We uh, we, uh, um, yeah. So after the cost, we just look at what, mm-hmm. whatever money left and whatever job you took, and everybody gets an even an even cut. And so, um, and that and that's how we we deal with. Uh, and so, there's nothing that says thank you like like money, you know. So that's why, <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> and uh, all the other theater companies in the in the area, well, not all of them, but I'd say the majority of them, per, they call them nonprofit. Which essentially is a very small group of people get to decide. Hey, who gets money? <laughs> you know, and it's never the actor. So,
1: right, right. Well, that makes sense. Unfortunately. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, do you think that doing comedy has actually helped you socially? Like, yeah, has it made you less shy?
2: Oh yeah, um, but I mean, it. Uh, in my job, I you know. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I do something like authoritative and it's it's more like I think of it as a role. It's just an extended mm. role that I'm doing, you know, kind of thing. Um, but for sure, I can, t- I think I can talk better than I used to. Um, I think I fought my shyness. Uh, in fact, that's kind of why um, yeah, mm-hmm. something, an epiphany happened where I went on stage and I had no nerves whatsoever. And I was right. like, Oh my God, I, you know, have I beat this thing? You know, so. And mm. my, it seemed like half my motivation was gone at that point, you know, but,
1: uh, Right. Uh, when so I you realized, suddenly didn't, you didn't want to do it when you realized that you weren't shy anymore?
2: Oh, no, I, I still wanted to do it. It's just like, just part of my, uh, part of my drive went away <laughs> after right. I, you know, when there was nothing. But, uh, but now I, I, I have to, when when I'm away from it for a while, I, mm. I miss it. I really miss it. So I, the myths gets so much that I go. Okay, I'm gonna gotta go do this now. And so, but mm-hmm. usually it's somebody calls me on the phone. And goes, do you want to do this? And I was like, sure. And like you know, so I for instance, I'm Santa Claus, so I mm-hmm. do Santa Claus gigs. So somebody calls me up. You want to be Santa Claus for my company party?
3: Goes, yeah, sure. And you know,
2: I own my own Santa Claus suit and stuff like that. And so. I show oh, up, and okay. Just, uh, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a well-established role. I know, you know <laughs> how to do it, right? So it's, uh, right. it's just fine.
1: So as Santa, do you try to crack a lot of jokes with the kids, to make them smile?
2: Actually, no. The Santa Claus has to be kind of straight for them, but I crack mm-hmm. jokes that the adults will get. Like for instance, right. I uh, uh, there was just somebody walking by, and they they had a sports jersey on. It was uh, the Leafs, right? And I went. All right, everybody's getting presents, and like the kids go, "Yay!" And I go, "So for him, he's a Leafs fan. He's used to disappointment, right?" And right. that was that was kind of, you know. And That's the kids don't get it, but the the audience like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh you know, you yep, know." Yep. and Later on, I mean, I found out that that particular guy was the guy paying me, but it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he still did. It, so that was a
1: right, okay. right. Well, he probably laughed. He he knows it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and there goes our least fans in the audience. I'll, Bye, guys. I'll, nice knowing all three out. of them. <laughs> yeah, all three of them exactly. We just have the audience. No,
2: <laughs> you'll have no audience by the time I'm done. some.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, well, we'll work on that. So, actually, we need your advice, then, then, Kevin. What's the secret to doing successful comedy? Like, what is the? What are the key elements to
0: doing comedy? I, I like how you said successful instead of good. you almost said good. <laughs>
2: Right. Um, mm. Well, uh, when I find it successful, I'll let you know, but um, as far as good goes, um, mm. it was the, uh, okay, in my job, I guard um, and wa- and look after um, well, famous people. Mm. One of the people that I talked to was Don Rickles and he gave me the best advice. All right? right. And I'm, yeah, I'm, so I'm dropping a name, right?
1: <laughs> Go the right of, but, it, <laughs>
2: All right. You can do yeah, that. He, he was, he was great. He was, this, this man was always on stage, he, you know, mm-hmm. even in front of me. And, right. uh, and so I just said, I, in the middle of laughing, I said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going out and I'm doing comedy. Do you have any advice? And he goes, yeah, I got two, two pieces of advice for you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And he goes, when you go on stage, do it for you. Don't try to appease the audience. Do it. Cause you think it's funny. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you, you believe it's funny. And I went, oh, okay. And then he goes, second piece of advice don't steal any of my shit. And so. it <laughs> yeah,
1: sounds like Don Rickles, all right.
2: <laughs> but uh, it's great advice. And so, uh, and after that, I, I did exactly that. I I went on stage because I had a vision, because I wanted to take the audience on a ride. And the audience, I didn't, it, it, I found it better when the audience didn't want to go, but I took them by the hand anyway.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: that's what I do it. Because I was always trying to appease the audience, trying to figure out what they think is funny. No, right. it, it's do it because you think it's funny. Do it because,
3: mm.
2: you know, and it'll come through. Oh. And which is great because mm-hmm. uh, the best way to say it is that uh, in my head, I'm very wrong. <laughs> uh, so, uh, like, the worst possible thing comes to my brain. And even I go, oh, I can't say that, Right. And then I tone it down. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I can say this, so I tone it down to a level that you know. But um, uh, yeah, the only way I can say it is that I'm I'm marinated in wrong sauce, and I just take the mm-hmm. audience uh, where they don't want to go, and I uh, um, I let them connect the joke a little bit, so that they, right. and in their head they're like, no, he's not going to say that, and then I say it, a, you know, for the timing part, just as it's dawning on them. So right. And so that's 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 where the kick comes for me is is doing stuff like that, so, mm-hmm. making the audience feel. So that's actually why um, doing this, what we're doing right now, you know, mm-hmm. um, having this recorded is kind of weird mm-hmm. and difficult for me because I find that um, we should, we tried shooting things live and it's right. I don't work live or I don't work mm-hmm. recorded. <laughs> I work better mm-hmm. live when I can feel the audiences. <laughs> you know cringe and and
0: all that
1: stuff Don't worry we're cringing man we're cringing <laughs> no, one
0: one thing, oh, one thing thing you you've brought up that I think is interesting cuz we've talked to people who uh who do writing and who do different kinds like art and it's interesting that your take is almost um the opposite of theirs that hmm. they 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 mentioned um that there's a lot of people who uh, get into 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 like writing and, and such, especially writing. That when 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 they do it, it's it's like the the bucket list thing, like you had mentioned with uh, the the theater troupe. And a lot of these guys say that it gets a lot of people in that probably shouldn't be doing this. Hmm. But it's interesting how it you've you've worked, with, and I know a little bit about some of the stuff you've done, that you've worked with people who are seeming doing that, but do produce something um something more more feasible, something that the audience appreciates more than some kind of like weird My Little Pony fanfic that probably should never have happened. Um, and I'm wondering, do you do you think that goes with what you're saying? You work better live because you can feel the audience, and one of the things that that does is edit out the people who shouldn't be doing this in a hurry because the audience throws things at them.
2: Okay. Um, Hmm. There's, uh, we've had people like that where we've tried to workshop some of their, their things and we just went, wow, it'd be better if you started from scratch kind of thing. (laughs) Right. Um, And so that's the problem is, is that uh, it's about honesty kind of thing Hmm. when we, when we do things like that. But um, we Okay, one of my favorite things we do is uh, this Valentine's Day show,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and this Valentine's Day show is uh, a bunch of skits, and the skits have to be only two pages in length, and that mm-hmm. helps a lot too, because uh, it uh, the laughs per minute is what we're, we're, we like. So if we read the entire page and there was it was a, just a setup for the final joke or something like that, we're like, mm-hmm. there, you know, we need to change this because you didn't do any laughs per minute on your first page, mm-hmm. and. Right. uh And so what we do is that these are two or between two and seven minute performances on, on stage. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when we get the writers to to just think in, in that small context, it's Mm -hmm. easier. It's easier also to, uh, find what they were going for, uh, in, in, on a, on a sketch comedy kind of a thing. And so we've, Mm. uh, I don't know. It's it's great when we can, I guess, find the humor in it sometimes, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So uh, we've uh, it's easier to get the people on on board your train of thinking with sketch comedy because you're just dealing with something at seven minutes as opposed to an entire right. play. Right, right,
1: right. No, no, that that makes sense. Um, so what is the key to writing comedy then? Like what's for sketch comedy? What are the, uh, what's the advice you give new sketch comedy writers? Cause I'm sure that can apply to other types of writers as well. Okay.
2: Well, the, the, um, people break themselves apart trying to figure out what is funny. And, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of comedians do that. And the point is, is what makes you laugh, you know? Right. Um, and so, uh, through my day, uh, some, something will happen that's hilarious, and I'll go, "Damn, that's funny!" And then I'll mm. I'll take what actually made me laugh about that situation, mm. and store it, kind of thing. Mm. And so, um, the idea is that uh, we we have met some strange people where you know we we, we stare them straight in the face and went, like, "That's not funny, you know that's <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually that's actually terrible." Like,
3: <laughs> if right. you,
2: know, you think that's funny, you should probably get some help, you know, but, mm-hmm. and then, and then all of a sudden we'll, we'll be sitting around and we're like, but if you add this, it makes it funny, you know? And so, <laughs> right. and, and, and we were like, yeah, that's strange. And so we do it. So we give them their, their, uh, their vision, but we mm-hmm. just added something that takes out the terrible.
1: <laughs> right. No. So, hmm. yeah. so mm-hmm. do you, so you try to mostly draw from like just real life, funny situations,
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, And it helps. It helps that, like you know, uh, (laughs) like I said, I'm I'm marinated wrong sauce and the stuff Mm -hmm. that just hits my head. Like I'll be in it. It's it's that fart in church kind of thing where um, the most serious things set my mind going, and I just start Mm -hmm. laughing. And I have to go. Don't no. Don't 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 ask me what's funny. (laughs) Don't ask me what Mm -hmm. I'm laughing at. I just have to walk out the door right now. Yeah, exactly. So, huh. so I, like, well, let's put it this way: I can't go to my my wife's church anymore. I just can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't go there. So,
0: <laughs> they have your picture up on the door. Is it
2: or <laughs> <laughs> something like that? I just I walk out laughing too much.
1: <laughs> I want
2: to I want to say things, but it's not really a, a church. Is not really something that's participatory, you know.
1: <laughs> so, well, especially during funerals. <laughs> oh, that too. No.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Mm, okay well,
2: that's at, a... at that point I, I wish I was a you know, puppeteer and I could throw my voice but you know. <laughs> well that's it
0: that's an option. Yeah, that's interesting <laughs> too. like how do you gauge what's appropriate for for one audience and not another? Okay, see
2: now that's the problem I, I'm the worst person probably for you to interview on that particular subject because <laughs> there was one thing when I was doing a um, an anti-cancer um, uh, benefit. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. behind me, behind me, was this this anti-cancer. That's what was, you know, emblazoned behind me as I'm up in the mic. And mm-hmm. I just had to make a comment that I was like, "Is there ever a pro-cancer? You know, one of these benefits? You know, what right. would that what, what would that add be? You know, cancer? Hey, it grows on you, right?
3: Uh-huh.
2: And, and <laughs> right and the next year they mm-hmm. contacted our group and said, Yeah, we'd like you back. That was great. But not that dope guy. We'd like <laughs> him to stay home. And so I was like, just from that one joke, oh my God. Right. So, <laughs> and I got mixed mixed reviews because I could tell I guess the people who were cancer survivors were laughing, but I guess the people who mm-hmm. were with the cancer survivors you know, mm-hmm. so so I do I do get a lot of I do get a lot of ha 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 boo. But so that's <laughs> That's what that's what actually makes me so much so it gives me the joy. Mm. And I'll say things that make people laugh, and then make people feel terrible about laughing. That's my <laughs> kick, right?
3: Right.
2: So so I do get the ha 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 ooh, you know, and then they usually laugh again because they all did the exact same thing. That's my right. favorite.
0: So so mm. so basically, yeah. use comedy for evil.
2: Yes, yes, I do, I do. <laughs> For evil purposes. I, I, that's awesome. That's true. Well, well, that's um, that's not completely true, because mm-hmm. you see, in my head, I have a, a a higher view, which is that if I make fun of things that are sacred,
3: mm-hmm.
2: then no one's going to take that sacred thing and come and kill me because of it. You know, you if I if I make light of. Race. If I make light of uh, religion, if I make light of you know things that people you know nationality you know national hood or whatever they call it uh, patriotism, um, then mm-hmm. people are less likely to come kill me because I you know didn't have a flag on my lapel or something like that in the future or, or something like that. So the idea well, is that if, well, hold yeah, on.
1: Hmm. So sorry to interrupt here for a second. I mean, but do you think this goes back to another idea though do you think that um, the current era of uh, we'll call it uh, political correctness and of course things like the uh, certain religions and such have put a damper on comedy like oh, I've, very I've much. been hearing that I've been hearing that comedians now for example stay away from college campuses they're almost terrified to go on to them these days
2: oh for sure um, yeah uh, very much I've I, in fact uh, I once Stated that uh, the you know the comedy club was the last mm-hmm. bastion of free speech because mm-hmm. I can I can say anything like a uh, there was one I I've got different sets um, mm-hmm. that I use and in one set I make fun of all races like every single mm-hmm. one of them you know mm-hmm. uh, I'm, pre- I'm <laughs> you know, pretty pretty uh, uh, anal about making fun of them all. And, uh, not, not, and trying not to miss one, of course. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that was what, um, I feel that, uh, like yuck yucks was what Mm. I was on stage at. And I could do these things and say these things. Um, and it would get a mild reaction, but I couldn't imagine doing it someplace like, yeah, like a college campus because yeah, political correctness stops that it and I feel that uh, well political rec- correctness has maybe a place in in the workplace but not um, on stage because okay. you because like I said if um, if they take things that are sacred it elevates them right but uh, I I'm under the idea that if nothing's sacred then everything is you know so I like to make fun of everything that people inflate. Oh, okay. To, you know. So that's that's kind of my my concept when I go up is that nothing's sacred. So that's why I uh, I usually the plays that I write or the stand up that I do, I like to also have a bit of, you know, think of, in there to give right. a counterpoint or something that is not brought up kind of thing. And that's, that's kind of comedy to me.
0: Okay. Cause I can, I can, I can see that. I'm thinking, um, if you go to a comedy club, people are expecting something a lot worse than say somebody speaking at, at like a university or, or a business dinner or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've, we've talked about before here, how, um, when you're producing any kind of work of art, Audience expectation plays a part in that either in what you produce yourself, depending how close you are to the audience, or um how far you get, depending on what the audience expects from whatever the kind of thing you make is oh yeah so um mm, that's very true now do you think when you do comedy, does that say um and you're dealing with controversial subjects. Does comedy help make it palatable, or do you think sometimes doing it as comedy takes away from the issue?
2: No, I think uh, <laughs> comedy is lube. Essentially, okay. it, it gets in, it gets in, gets by them easier um, than any other kind of thing. If I were to do a satire kind of thing, it would be yeah. oh, that's very thought provoking or whatever. But it's um, but humor gets by a lot of the. The blockades that people put up. Oh, this person's uh, a this. I can ignore them, right? Right. But comedy tends to slip through. Okay. Easier. Get by some of their defenses. Some of their, you know, plug their ears and I don't want to hear this opposed point of view,
0: right? Kind of thing. Okay, so. that makes that that makes perfect sense. I mean, especially uh, especially nowadays, where you see a lot of um, any kind of. "Quote unquote discussion. It's usually very stratified right from the uh, from the get go.
2: Yeah, but um, well, I, I know you don't use Facebook, but uh, there's a lot of Facebook things that um use comedy right rather than rather than uh, um like for instance, if in the in the political views right now, they use comedy more often than they use um, <clears throat> giving the issues or their particular swing on the issues." Like, so I noticed that, and I, and, but I can appreciate either side when they give good humor. Like I even have to go, oh, sometimes that, that's really good. It's not my point <laughs> of view, but hey, that was good, you know, kind of thing. So,
0: mm-hmm. now, do, do you think maybe in some ways though that's bad because you get people too used to palatable versions of important issues? <laughs>
3: uh,
2: no, I think it's amazing. Like um, one of my favorite TV shows is The Daily Show. And I mean, it was John Stewart. Now it's Trevor Noah. Now, or, or you know, uh, they're both on right now at this particular time. But um, the uh, they used comedy to give uh, to actually report on the news. And as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> that's that's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to blankly saying that this happened, they actually call out the politician and show. You know, when they say I've never said this, and they go, "Well, well, let's just go back a week and." there he is saying that, you know, um, oh, right. the, the, the news actually doesn't do that, but, uh, this comedy show actually reports on the news. And so hmm. I was, you know, I, I give props to them and, um, and I'd love to do stuff like that, but I, I, I tend to stay away from Uber politics and stuff like that.
0: but Okay. So you like to, like to insult people on a personal level. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and,
2: uh, uh well um there is the there's the type of comedian that can reach into the audience and go, Hey you, what do you do? you know, kind of thing. Right. And I'm I'm I have to admit I'm not too good at that. Like those are those are definitely hit or misses for me. Okay. Um but if if something comes up, you know, like um uh a woman's cackling, you know, like a chicken kind of thing. <laughs> and i mentioned I mentioned, Oh my god, I can go under there and get eggs later. Let's go keep keep going, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um it's fine. Like I can make comments under the audience, but right. uh, comedians that can, comedians that can just reach out to the audience and just make fun of them. I'm, I'm just, I just get blown away by it because if the people that don't have a set at all, right? you know, and, and they, their set is just reach out in the audience and insult them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've, I have to go, and, wow, you know, because that's a level of comfort that I'm not amazing with, you know, uh, just yet. I can, I can dip, but I can't swim. Uh, like okay. they do, <laughs> uh, maybe. Just but like I also you. find that <laughs> I, f- I actually find that uh, insulting the audience tends to alienate you and the audience. I like to take the audience on a, like I said, on a on a weird tour. On a, mm-hmm. I've got a I've got a roller coaster for you to be on, and I want to take you on it. Yeah.
1: So, are you mostly a storyteller then? When you do your routine, like is does that what you do? You like to tell personal stories? Well, I can
2: do that. I've uh, I like to switch up. Uh, if i do it all if I, I found when i did all stories uh it tended mm-hmm. to drag a little bit but no it definitely is it's, it's, you are a storyteller up on stage um right uh, for to, to do stand up and so um for instance i have a a stand up thing that that of us <laughs> that actually became like me telling a story actually i brought it up on right. stage and told the story uh, hmm. of me doing stand up and it was when i i got a a letter from, um, well, I found a pamphlet at Yuck Yucks, and it was um, a comedy competition in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was Bet comedy competition. And mm-hmm. I went over there, and I went to like this really seedy kind of bar, and I go down, and it wasn't until I went down the actual stairs and saw that I was the only white guy that I, that it dawned on me that Bet comedy competition was BET mm-hmm. Comedy Competition, Black Entertainment yep. Television. And yep. and I, 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 I sat there, closed my eyes and shook it, and I went up to the lady at the desk and she goes, you're dope, aren't you? And I went, yeah. She goes, you sounded white over the phone. And I went, yeah. And I went, look, I'm sorry, I didn't mean anything by it, it just never dawned on me. A, you know, you can just cross my name off, I'm sorry. And I went to walk away and she went, do you want to go on? And I went, I can do that. And she went, it's your funeral, hon. And so, um, I, I went, okay, if I leave, I'm an idiot. But if I leave, if I go on stage though, I'm a brave idiot. So I actually went on stage. That's and, awesome. And, uh, and you have to understand that there's, <laughs> the place has black lights and I'm, 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 I mean, I glow in the dark and I was thinking, Oh, I just had to shave my head. Didn't I? Cause I'm <laughs> um, big bald guy. Right. And so, but I'm you know I'm here in Detroit. All right, why not? And so I went up and started talking. And uh, mm-hmm. the audience the ignores you, like if you do a set. So they they're they're just talking amongst themselves. And I'm just like, wow, I uh, they I I can't get their attention. And the one one lady right in front starts yelling, "Get off the stage!" Right. So I stop everything, look at her, and go. Ma'am, there's a couple right beside you, and then there's a couple on the other side of you. I mean, you're here all alone. She goes, so? I went, you ever think about trying a white guy? Dead silence. Oh. Dead silence. Like, you couldn't hear anything but the sound of pistol safety, so you can play something off position. Right? It was quiet. Oh. And I went, I went. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I better make it good. And so I ended up just making, <laughs> <laughs> just making fun of myself. And then they went, okay we'll let them live. And they just went back to talking. Right. And I was like, and so I went, tried to do my set again. I was like, no. So I just said, all right, Hey, look, you know, look at the TV back there. I can tell what sport it is, I can't read any of the writing, but I can see the numbers. And just by the numbers, I can tell what sport it is. For instance, the first sport was zero to one. You know, what sport is that? You know, soccer, I was like, all right. The next score was a hundred and you know fourteen to hundred and twelve. What sport is that? Right, basketball. Right, and then
3: uh,
2: mm-hmm. I went. Now think about that. And I made the about the size of a basketball uh, hoop. In, a, in basketball, it's the net's this big. In soccer, the net is from way to the hell over here to way to the piss over here. Mm-hmm. Right, it's huge. But in the huge net, but only one goal, and they say goal for five minutes. So you might as well enjoy it, right? Right. Which shows me that no matter what they're up against, black guys score either than white guys. So then after that, Ooh. I I kind of I kind of won them over, right? Right. Because they were like, ah, "That was pretty good," and and then right. and then after I won them over, they started listening to my set, right? So, right. So that. But uh, but I didn't win the com- comedy competition or anything like that because you know, oh, right. because oh, the man yeah. was keeping me down, right?
3: <laughs> right, so, exactly.
2: Anyway, exactly. But, but the point is that it that became a story that I end up telling the o- audiences in the future.
1: Right, mm-hmm. right, definitely. Now, question: Is there actually a rhythm to sets? Like, is there a very clear rhythm that you're going for? <laughs> um,
2: no, I, I I mean I've seen I've I can see the rhythm when other comedians mm-hmm. do it. Or maybe I just can't see mine. I'm not sure. But I can, um, there's the setup and then the kill, you know. And
3: mm-hmm.
2: I can, when other comedians do it, I can kind of go, okay, you know, they're following the formula. But I don't know if I have one. Or I don't recognize when I do it. Because, I, again, I just do it because I think the story's funny or I think the comment is funny.
1: Right. So you, so you just kind of... You're almost improv it then. You've got a bunch of material, and then you just kind of go out and you just go with what works for that situation?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I should probably mention that um, I was part of an improv, a traveling improv group as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. For, again, about six or seven years. And, yeah, that helped okay. a lot.
1: Yes. Hmm. I believe it. So, which do you prefer then, sketch comedy or improv comedy?
2: Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, the thing is that I've I've watched improv comedy be entertaining, like it it gives um, it's well it's feast or famine. You can either laugh your ass off at it or oh that's mildly amusing kind of thing with with improv, and that, but that's the nature of improv. Mm-hmm. Um, right. With sketch comedy, we you can you can hone it a little better. You can look at the script and add laughs per minute. You know you can. Uh, make the, um, you know, say it exactly perfectly, you know, and, and of course it's well rehearsed and the key thing for any good director is making sure that it doesn't look rehearsed. So,
1: okay. Of course, of course. Yeah, that
2: makes sense. Okay. Okay. So and I'm, I'm thinking, I was just going to say in answer, in answer to your question, I find sketch comedy, um, better. And because, you can be sure that there's more last for a minute. You know, it's and it's it's tight. Hmm. We're, 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 I've seen people, you know, we us get a a topic and nobody's you know nobody in the row has anything. We just kind of look at the audience. Sorry, you know.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. So, because I know you've done a you've done some like other writing and you do sketches and 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 plays and such. I was gonna say, mm-hmm. does comedy work differently? For different genres, hmm. um, we've so we've done a
2: little. Um, we've done courtroom dramas, right? These little okay. um, they're they're improv, and we take the audience, and they become the they become the people that we draw from to to go on uh, like it's a court. Like a, sometimes I'm the judge, sometimes I'm the bailiff, or sometimes I'm the accused. For mm-hmm. And the um, the lawyers will reach out in the audience and grab somebody, and uh, you're the coroner for Windsor. How long have you been the coroner? You know, and they will say a decade. Oh well, on August seventh last year, there, this, you found this, and how how did the person die? And well, whatever they say, that's how. Mm-hmm. I, maybe it was me that killed the, this person, right? And so, yeah. um, and we we try to find the funny in it. And so, um, I guess different things have different structures,
3: Mm -hmm. I
2: suppose, for for genres. But, um, the genre is just the vehicle. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, it should be, I guess that's the structure that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Either, either it's a, either, because for instance, uh, when you go to a comedy club, you're expecting the guy to be on stage, right? Mm Um, if he's running around the audience, it's not really... Yeah, it's, to happen. it's You're supposed different. to be on stage, you know, <laughs> you know kind of thing. Uh, but if I'm doing a... Uh, one seat is always a, uh, for the for the actor, kind of thing. Um, we can sit down and talk to the audience, uh, each table, for instance, and just be right. a little private comedian. So, I mean, structure is just the vehicle that we deliver the show with. Okay. So, hmm. I guess the job so that matters that to the sense. audience. Right.
1: So, that mm-hmm. would mean that that uh comedy can actually be worked into almost any genre. i could say yeah. For sure. Oh, because the genre well, is separate <laughs> although the type of comedy of course that you do with a genre is going to vary depending on what the genre is and That's what true. tone you want to achieve. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh we even uh toyed with the idea of, of making a uh having a fake wake where <laughs> you get to, you know, come and talk to the uh you know, and have the you get the drink at a socially, and it there's a you know a podium, and you go up and you talk to uh, mm-hmm. about the deceased and whoever they might be, right? And maybe it's maybe it's the CEO, you know, the boss of the company or something like that. Right. And we toyed we toyed with that idea. We thought there was too many pitfalls, so we decided not to go with that particular genre. Right. right.
1: right. I can I can see that. Although, <laughs> wouldn't that work better if you made it a wedding instead? It was the it's an open mic at somebody's wedding.
2: It's true, but there's uh, the there's uh, there was a um, somebody who copyrighted doing that for some for some reason. So, and <laughs> they got to they got the full copyright of to do that, and we we tried it, and they threatened us. So we went, okay, we won't do that.
1: That's so. okay. You're kidding! I thought you couldn't copyright comedy routines.
2: Well, it was the idea. It was uh, they. They thought they could, but we just didn't want to have to deal with it, so we just dropped the idea of having a, a wedding. But it was something like um, my big fat wedding, or my mm-hmm. uh, or or no, Tony and Tina is what it was called. Okay. Uh, it's so it's a it's a established play, but the mm-hmm. audience goes around and sits in at different tables and talks about, right. you know. So, yeah, that's what it's called. It talks it's about called.
1: the couple and everything, who are, of yep. course, complete strangers, and they're all making it up. Right, yeah. Yeah,
2: it, yeah it was Tony and Tina's wedding. That's what it was that talked to us about not doing that, and the the makers of it, because apparently they have connection here in Ontario somehow. Mm.
1: Right, so. okay. They know a few guys. Okay, I it. Tony it's and a, Tina. Hmm.
2: Which I found it was funny, because it was, you know, Italian-based. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yep, no, I can completely see that.
0: Yeah. that is kind of kind of weird, you probably i think you could fight it, but yeah I, I, it, I you'd never the problem that. yeah Because yeah. there's there's been weird stuff like that I know uh one of the biggest uh copyright jokes that went around for a long time was when uh t s r did the marvel role playing game they copyrighted mm-hmm.
2: Nazi. <laughs> wow, you can do that
0: wow. <laughs> well, not really they tried, yeah why. <laughs> I imagine it was just whoever did because it had the, uh, the longest yeah. indicia for anything ever. It's like almost a whole page, and I think they just had some somebody working staff. Okay, find every like specific name in all of this product, and then just copyright it all. So they did. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that was I
1: think Marvel's corporate days. Yeah. Yeah. Just, well, just like don't
2: don't they own superhero superpower or something like that.
1: Superhero. Yeah. They do. Superhero? It's a joint thing with DC Comics, I believe. Yeah.
0: yeah. So Mar- Marvel can't say superhero? No, they but... both can, but nobody else can.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Technically, they're not supposed to be able to, although I don't... I think it's one of those things where I don't think they really try to preserve it anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've seen independent comics using superhero lots, and they don't really... No one challenges them on... That I can tell, anyway. Yeah.
2: Maybe they have to pay royalty. Maybe you have to pay them, you know, a, a dime every time they they use it. Could be,
1: maybe, yeah, yeah maybe something <laughs> like that. Actually, so okay, let's get uh, a little more nerdy here for a second. Then, <laughs> um, so recently we had you know Batman versus Superman come out or Batman v Superman, sorry. And of right. course, people's main complaint was, "Oh my God, this thing is so horrible. It's dark. It's serious, etc." Right. And then we had a movie you know, called Civil War, Captain America, Civil War, come out, and a lot of the same ideas and themes, except that everyone loved it because there was comedy in it. I see that. So... Well,
2: <laughs> I find Marvel usually has comedy in it. Mm. And and DC is... Uh, see, DC is story-driven. Right. And this, yeah, I'm, I'm workshopping Marvel and DC. Can you believe it? Anyway, yeah, um, go ahead. Uh, DC is... Is story driven. It's about the story. Right. It's about getting mm-hmm. all the plots and and intricacies down, and of right. course, you know, maybe having a fight scene. But Marvel is about characters, um, and so characters, you know, aren't perfect all the time. Like you'll mm-hmm. never see Batman land and slip on a banana, right? You know, because right. because mm-hmm. uh, he's he, fuck, he's Batman, right? But mm-hmm. um, but uh, in Thor, he got. Backed uh, backed over by a car, right? And mm-hmm. uh, which is human, you know, kind of thing. So I kind of like um, Marvel for their taking a superhero, uh, well, hell, a god, for instance, and making him human, you know, making him connectable, making him fallible. But uh, DC, it's not about that. It's not about making them more human. It's about... Um, well, uh, about, about their story, about um, in Mar in DC, everybody's always better than human, you know. Even Batman, who's trying to be better than human and not have any flaws and whatever.
1: Cool. Right. Well, basically, the DC characters are gods, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. what they are. They're gods living among humans, yes. and so in they're supposed to be infallible and such. But yeah. why is it then that people are drawn more to the Marvel movies? Why? do they want that humor in their superhero movies that it seems i mean well, i'm mean, obviously not always the dark knight trilogy provide nolan there you know made a gazillion dollars that is true but right. that's batman
2: right Well, it's, you know, the the sad sad truth um, mm-hmm. people get attracted to superman and batman or things in like, dc because mm-hmm. of a fantasy boy wouldn't it be nice to be that you know? Right. Mm. Um, and it's usually something very, you know, uh, deficient in themselves that they want to be Superman to Mm -hmm. to be honest. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Marvel is something where you show up and you want to be more human. You want to be, to laugh at yourself. You want to, uh, enjoy this, you know, the story, enjoy the characters and the characters are more alive. Like for instance, um, (laughs) <laughs> who would you rather have over for dinner? Uh, Batman or, or Thor, you know? For instance.
1: Mm.
2: You know, even... Depends even how, the
1: powers working or not.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, even... Well, even, even I don't know, uh, one of the smaller ones, Hawkeye. Hawkeye would be more entertaining to talk to than than Batman, you know? You know, oh, Superman. Yes. And so you'd look at Superman and go, you know, he'd be eating or something, and he'd go, do a trick. Because... <laughs> <he, laughs> He'd, he'd be boring, right? And so the others are are more human, you know?
1: Right, yeah, makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So we so we connect more with the Marvel characters because they're more human, they're more relatable, and the comedy is just an outgrowth of that. Yes. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Makes sense. There was There was a philosopher, I can't remember the name of, who said something to the effect of, only humans can be funny because only humans have dignity. No, I've got a cat. That's completely wrong. Oh, okay, <laughs> is that yeah. dignity or superiority?
2: Yeah, well, I, I watched the cat walk away, going, "Oh man, he's watching me, son of a bitch. He caught that, you know." So no, I think.
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah.
2: He's um, gonna be laughing for hours. The bastard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's true. It's dogs <laughs> that are not self-aware. Yeah. That's... Yeah. But cats definitely are. I agree. <laughs> so
0: that, so that is interesting. I can totally like see your point with the uh, with the, the the Batman thing because he'd be a nightmare at dinner. Where's the gravy? Where's the gravy? Yeah. Straight there, man. Just don't yeah. hit me again.
2: You yeah. right. Hey, next, hey, next Thanksgiving we'll go do it with your family. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs>
1: oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, ouch! Yeah. Uh, ouch! <laughs> <laughs> But that, yeah, that Christmas at Batman. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: that does make that does make sense too cuz I know like uh back in the day the idea of the Marvel characters was supposed to be heroes with problems.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: I do think that humanizes them I and even I'm thinking based on what you were saying that that idea that Marvel stuff has more comedy comes out of that <sighs> because the characters have these problems. And it's the weird little foibles like you were saying at the beginning of the interview that you look for those weird little things that happen in life and that's where comedy comes from. Yeah. Whereas like if if you're Batman, you don't have any weird little things. It's either the Joker gassing the entire city or or that's it. It's Batman never has to like find out which neighbor's stealing his paper kind of thing. Yeah.
2: On the other hand, um the the Batman has endured because of things like the Joker. Yeah. Where that Batman, is the ultimate straight man. So um in if it's the odd couple, you know, he's you know the the uptight one.
3: <laughs> and, the guy, and the other guy and the other
2: guy's Oscar, right? And so it, yeah. it it's you get the humor from the other side, but not from okay. the actual character. So it's like well, I'll drop my favorite, which is Judge Dredd. Judge Dread is a, mm. kind of Batman like in that he's he's called Old Stoneface because he doesn't, you know, he's mm. he doesn't have any reaction and uh, he's pretty much a force of nature. But you get mm. the comedy from the the villain that is so whacked out that um, it, that's the interesting part for me is the you know is the villain, uh, how he catches him and and what he, the you know how how the extent that it goes to. And of course you know, Dred's willing to go to any extent to catch the villain. So it's right. it's uh, it, it's a battle of wills almost, and uh, that's the entertainment for me with that particular comic.
0: Okay, because I'm I'm Is, thinking. Oh, go ahead.
2: I was
3: done.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Because I'm um, I'm wondering now that what you're saying, because um the the Batman v Superman movie, I don't know what the deal with Lex Luthor was. But I'm I'm thinking now. Do you think they tried to joker him up just because the other two were played so straight?
2: Oh yeah, right at the end, I could see that for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because yeah, Lex Luthor is usually just a douchebag, and in that he was like, what, "What's wrong with get, get that get that kid some help?"
1: You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's funny actually how I mean that whenever they make Superman live action movies and they have Luthor, they try to comedy him up. True. They actually tried to turn him into a joke, whereas in every other comic or animated film or whatever, he's 100% deadly serious. Right. Maybe right. he has a dark sense of humor, but he's 100% serious. But for some reason, maybe thanks to Gene Hackman's original portrayal in Superman the movie, they feel compelled to make Luthor um, almost a comic character.
3: Yeah.
1: Huh. In the funny sense, not the comic book sense. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, that was and, the reason why they added Richard Pryor to the, the second one. Or third one. I lost track. But, uh, it's the third but one. Yeah. Because they um, they wanted an actual. They, they needed more comedy in it.
0: Right.
1: Hmm.
2: So why would you pick a comedian to be, you know, one of the actors?
1: That's a fairly good point, actually. Yeah. I guess the idea is, again, Superman as the straight man, just like Batman. So you yeah. want someone who plays off of him. Yeah. yeah. Which, when you think about it, Superman's cast really doesn't have, like. I mean. Lois is sarcastic. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Mm -hmm. Olsen, depending on which version, is usually like, gee whiz. Although in Superman v. Batman, they just killed him off anyway. (laughs) Um, Perry White is definitely not... Like, there's... None of his supporting cast are actually funny. That's true. His his villain cast aren't very funny either. Like, everything is very serious for the most part. With a... I guess there are a few exceptions. You get, like, Toy Master, Toy Man, or people like that. But but very few. I mean, you know, you don't see uh, Metallo, the guy with the kryptonite heart, like, cracking jokes as he's taking Superman down. Usually, anyway. True. Well, they
0: they do, but they're the uh, action movie witty line kind of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's funny, though, that they do feel that need to try to comedy Superman up. But... They didn't yeah. do it, of course, in Man of Steel, and everyone hated it.
2: Yeah, there we go. That kind of proves their point.
0: So, yeah. so now you know.
1: Well, Man of Steel had other problems. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. <Well. laughs> hey, you <laughs> mean you didn't want to see Superman moping from dead end job to dead end job? <laughs>
2: no, it's. I guess they were trying to make him more human. Haha, uh-huh, but that's mm-hmm. about it.
0: Um. Yeah. Mm. That, yeah, because that's that's yeah, it's interesting too. Because I don't know. I guess it's that thin line for relatability that if you make them too much like the audience, it turns off the audience because mm. I don't need to be reminded that I work a horrible dead end job every day.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm. Not,
0: I want to see him no, hit see something. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but um. Well, let's talk about the big one,
2: which was the Deadpool one. The, oh, okay. They, the Deadpool. It, now it's Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. No one believed in it really. And yeah they talk about that nones trailer Hell, they talk about it in the movie that no one believes in it right <laughs> <laughs> and
3: oh, uh, yeah.
2: um and the idea is that uh, cuz they nobody could take him seriously because he was such a, a strange character um mm-hmm. and but anybody who had uh, played the the video game for Deadpool I just I watched it being played and I it was this one of the most hilarious video games to watch yeah. um, hmm. be, because uh, you get commentary through the you know you know should I kill myself and not have to listen to cable talk you know yes or no when you get the you know and so you blow your brains out and then you wake up and cable like stuck a note to you right
1: and, uh, right
2: and so because um, you didn't want to hear him drone on because well in that he was the straight man and right people couldn't deal with it anyway but the point is that um, um, it drew in a lot more money than mm. they expected, and I think it right. blew the hell out of the like batman uh, Superman team up there
3: you
2: mm-hmm. know, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, as far yeah. as that goes so I think people are more attracted to comedy right mm-hmm. so and if you have comedy action it's a it's you know even better and so oh, yeah. i I find um little wrong seriousness has has its has its advantages sometimes, but mm-hmm. I would say people want to laugh.
3: They
1: want... Yeah. The, um, they want Deadpool and things like that, you know? Um, well, they now want it, balance. Sorry, I would argue they want yeah. balance. I mean, right. uh, uh, for you instance, can't I, always make the black. Hmm? Oh, for sure. Sorry.
2: Like, um, <laughs> like what? if they came up with another jackass, I'm sure mm-hmm. it would make money, but uh, they don't want just that. They'd like something with mm-hmm. some, some depth and some, you know... Uh, if you can sneak in you know everything, like a story, thought, um, mm-hmm. you know, hell, a message, or you know, uh, you know, real drama in with comedy. It's even better.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, take a look at Mash, for example, which yeah. was perhaps one of the finest TV programs ever. And it technically is a comedy, but it's so. Does such a good job of mixing in the serious stuff with the comedy. In fact, the comedy makes you love the characters, and yeah. it makes the serious stuff that much more powerful when the serious yeah. stuff happens. For mm.
2: sure, yeah, you know, no, I, I agree. Um, I tried to like, bucket um, okay, the first play that I wrote. I was trying to take Mash as as a template mm-hmm. uh, and not have the it be about one character. Um, mm-hmm. But the first, okay, the first play I wrote was about uh, an insane asylum. And again, it has thirteen characters, and the wow. idea was that in this, every I even worked it out that I think everybody had the exact same amount of lines, hmm. so that um, uh, there wasn't it. You know, when you went with who's your favorite character, and you're like, you know, everybody had a different one, kind of thing. Or
3: right, And, right.
2: and right. I like that uh, because in uh, in Mash, uh, mm-hmm. Alan the right off the bat said, look, I, I, I'm getting too much time on, Mm. I'd like to spread this out and have it, have every character be, you know, shine. And so, Mm -hmm. and that's, and I think that's what made it endure was,
3: Mm.
2: was that was every character was real. Every character had had a laugh. Every character, you know, told the joke, you know, kind of thing, but in their own way. Yeah.
1: So they all had their chance to shine. Yeah. That's good. that's kind of interesting
0: too. Going back to the uh, the the superhero idea, because I know in the eighties, the team superhero became like like super popular. Eh. What like a, Yeah, like you had the like, or the X Men or every, every super every superhero group was a super team instead of a character. And I think it was because of that idea. You could have the funny guy, the angry guy, the the philosophical guy. <laughs> The, the inevitable female because there's always like just one, um, right. but but then when well, you got and well when you got to the '90s, all the teams became there's the serious guy and then Wolverine, 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 yeah, Nimbo, mm.
1: don't forget the well, Nimbo,
0: yeah. Well, that's the uh, that's the problem. Uh, team marketing. Um,
2: when marketing takes over, uh, art suffers, and mm-hmm. so that's why I like um. I like Don Rickles advice, you know, do it for you. Don't do it for the audience. And, uh, marketing people are all about the audience. And when marketing people take over, um, movies, whatever, it sucks. It sucks on ice. It's huge. And, um, no one, no one really wants to see that. It's not a keeper. It's not, you know, it's not a real moneymaker, uh, because, um, you're trying to pander to what they feel the audience wants, and you've got to try to do well. What I do with just basic stand-up. Take the audience on, on a uh, on a purposeful mission. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, have a message. Like, have uh, something that you want to tell. But if you, right. <laughs> you know, I don't know, uh, take a movie and skateboards are cool. But there's going to be skateboards in this movie. You know, uh, it takes away mm-hmm. from everything else. Definitely.
0: Yeah, kind of interesting mm-hmm. too, because uh, I'm thinking since we cover a lot of nerdly topics in the show, when you look at the mm-hmm. nerdly arts, anytime anybody's tried to do something that was essentially just a straight up comedy, it never goes over. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who have done things that are very funny, but they always have almost like an equal share of of, of like drama to the funny mm-hmm. parts. Right, oh yeah because uh, I'm thinking right, um that... oh uh, M- mystery men uh
2: mm-hmm. is something that's right mm-hmm. there now it, it you know it's under the comedy section, it's a superhero movie, mm-hmm. right, um but there's you know there's uh it's it makes fun of itself too um right. and it as far as I'm concerned that's a keeper like I could put on mystery men right now and really enjoy it. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. You know, even the stupid lines like I sh- I shovel, I shovel well, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, and so, um, uh, and in it, it makes fun of what you were talking about before, which was that um, they have the uh, archetype spectrum, which is, mm-hmm. you know, the the angry guy, but they did a great job of making fun of him, of himself in it, right? Where he <laughs> loses his angry, where I, I don't want to be the angry guy now. I, it's a label mm-hmm. that I don't want anymore, you know, and, and uh um and of course there's the you know the the woman in it but i thought she was the best of the whole bunch the um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah but she was also a comedian right mm-hmm. um right and so uh <laughs> but and of course it just a ridiculous storyline and uh um but that's again something that um it came out of nowhere uh mm-hmm. the, the marketing people did not like you know ruin it <laughs> right. but if they came up with two they might you know
1: yeah mm, probably because <laughs> there'd be that pro, there'd be that um there would be that um sorry there would be that pressure to succeed yeah and that yeah. pressure to succeed would actually end up kind of destroying it sometimes or destroying the purity that the first one had yeah if you tried to make it a game
2: yeah, so now you know don yeah. Rickles was right because do it for you <laughs> it do it do it for the art. Do it because you think it's funny. Don't do it to make the audience happy.
0: So, yeah. So, Don Rickles is a, is a genius, for Because <laughs> <laughs> that's... Uh, Mystery Man does something else, too, that I've noticed um, a lot of things I've enjoyed. I don't know what you'd call the style, but it's funny. But if you take the context of that setting, it's a world where there's a proliferation of superheroes and villains and such... Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's it's not a comedy because that's exactly the kind of things that would happen in that world like not everybody's mm-hmm. going to be batman That's true. there's, there's going to be guys who suck um a, a movie that <laughs> i a movie that i i think of like that too is a uh, sean of the dead yeah right. that's true and it's brilliant because if zombies attacked what those characters do is exactly what all of us would do like, like we wouldn't think we have to go to the gun store. We need a fort. No, we'd be thinking, I need a drink. Where's mom? You know, like that. <laughs> right. And and it's funny, but it's not exactly. I don't consider it comedy because it's not written to be funny. Exactly. Right. It's just here's what would really happen, and the inherent ridiculousness of what we would naturally do in that situation carries the uh, the the entertainment through.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. It provides the comedy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, it's
2: or if you're going with pop, popular media right now, but uh, like for instance, uh, the Walking Dead is a series mm-hmm. that's going on right now, right? Yep. Um, and I find that I wish that they would add a little more humor to it.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
2: that um, because I the only thing I find unrealistic about it is that mm-hmm. people aren't resorting to humor more often. Yeah. You know, it, right. it, it, it's dark and dark and dark. And in that much darkness, it's a human reaction to make light yeah. of it, right? Mm-hmm. And I find that it, it misses it. It 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 does. It it, it lacks it. Um, but um, I find with Game of Thrones that Tyrion,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, helps me deal with. I like it more for the because it's it's, right. it's super dark too. But he mm-hmm. adds, you know, entertaining commentary. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I, I kind of wish there was. Um, in all these dark uh, stories, I mm-hmm. wish there was uh, more more humanness in it. Because with that much terrible, there should be something that human nature does and takes it away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it was something uh, small. It was, uh, I think it was Enemy at the Gate or something like that. Um mm-hmm and it showed uh, this wartime thing, but, uh, and as they're walking through, you can see this group of people, and they're lighting each other's farts, right? Mm. Dur- during war. And it was just something very small, but I was like, and it made me laugh so hard, because it, it, but in a time of struggle, or, or you know, terribleness, people mm-hmm. do stupid things, just to, <laughs> to lessen the tension. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I find that, I don't know, that, Sometimes it misses that, you know, that stories sometimes miss that. And I appreciate when they do add, you know, comedy in a in that sense. Even if it's just uh, for a one-shot, uh, something mm-hmm. funny that they did. Just w- when it's absent, I find that it lacks humanness, for lack of a better word.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, because that's, um, again, it, it's that idea that, uh, most people in real life, like, we're not superheroes. We're not, like, the the action star that, yeah, confronted with with an extraordinary situation. The the human brain tends to try to reestablish normality.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
0: yeah, and, and we do that by, it's the small things. It's the little things. Like, I know for myself way back in the day, one of the things that used to make me feel all leveled off was shaving. Because I do that every day. So if I wake up and I'm having a bad day, and while you're having your shave, you can relax, put things in perspective. But it's doing something normal. Mm. So yeah, if, if zombies, was... huh? Jo- uh, advice from George Burns in oh
2: God, I think. was it? That was his advice. Yeah, uh, okay. if you know he he the main character meets God and George Burns is there and goes shave while I'm talking to you. Doing something normal helps. You know? okay. and so he shows while talking to God. That,
1: huh.
2: So, huh. So. Sorry. Harking Why back to a movie that we've heard of.
1: <laughs> well, that was a very famous movie once upon a time. If you're old like we are, that's a famous <laughs> movie.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, true. But yeah, that's no. I can I can see that too, because that's uh I think part of it to uh to get to the nuts and bolts of it of, mm-hmm. of, of writing, if you've mm-hmm. got a character that never unwinds, then they're not a realistic character. Like everybody's got something they do for, for fun. Mm, yeah.
3: True. Well, uh, and
2: that's, that's why I like, as opposed to like Batman, mm-hmm. I like Judge Dredd because Judge Dredd makes fun of that aspect. Yeah. You know, mm. um, where he, he finally has, he's in a bath and he still has his helmet on.
3: <laughs> yeah. You know? Right.
2: And then, and uh, you see him trying to relax in the bathtub, and that's the funniest thing ever, because right. mm-hmm. you know he's Judge Dread, which is he's essentially more Batman than Batman too. You know, he's, yeah, you know, if you want, like, <laughs> like you know, he shits diamonds because he's so uptight, you know, kind of thing. But <laughs> right, um, so but yeah, I find that, but um, I would put Dread in a in in the comedy section because mm-hmm. he's the mm-hmm. uber uptight. Next to like total chaos of right. this city, you know, but right? They've done that a few times where, yeah. um, yeah, I think it was called Dread, Dread's Day Off, which is hilarious because Dread <laughs> they, they realized that he's been working for 10 years and never taken a day off, you know, and so stuff mm-hmm. like that.
0: They used to write stuff like that every now and then for Batman, though. Um, right, one of the best Batman things ever was when they did the animated series in the 90s, it was the Christmas episode.
1: Christmas mm, I, I with the Joker.
0: Yeah, it was the one because it starts. <laughs> it starts with Robin's telling him to re, like he's got to relax. He's like, I can never relax. He's like, hey, well, watch a movie. Look, they're showing It's a Wonderful Life. Never heard of it. What do you mean you never heard of It's a Wonderful Life? What's it about? <laughs> it's a movie about how much of a difference one man can make in the world. Sounds stupid. Like, like, mm. <laughs> see that? Yeah, and, it's funny. Pre- and it does. That is pretty funny. And it acknowledges it, and it makes it contrast the fact that he is uptight, we're supposed to take him as uptight, mm-hmm. and it fleshes things out more because it shows that the rest of the world works more like what we're used to, that not everybody is him. Right. Mm. Like the... Uh, Wait, um in
2: oh sorry, you're, you're going to continue. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to change the subject. That's okay. Right, um, in uh, one of the DC things, uh, is one of their biggest things which was uh crisis on infinite earth right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was very you know it was multiple universes multiple earths um very high concept uh mm-hmm. all, all you know and everybody <laughs> there was everybody was totally uptight because it's all the superheroes right trying to do stuff right. um
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh so it was a bunch of straight men but they had one comedy guy in the entire thing to, yeah. and it was when they went Back, they flew back to try to find Earth Prime or something like that. They couldn't find it or something like that, and they're like, mm-hmm. and uh, they show well, where to go. And the one comedy guy checks his pockets. I don't have it, man. And mm-hmm. it was something very small, but uh, mm-hmm. it 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 you know took it was it was great because it
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know it needed to be there at that time because yeah. Uh, but um, DC tends to dip into comedy like it's time to touch comedy. Um, and I think we're just starting to realize that now with the suicide squad that's coming, that's coming out, yeah. which is, um, is that, um, you know, Marvel, that's the difference. Marvel's knocking the shit out of them because mm-hmm. they're, they, you know, their heroes are flawed
3: mm-hmm. and,
2: and, uh, and now you don't get more flawed than the villains. Right. So mm-hmm. it's a story about the villains. Being heroes, right. so yeah.
0: Well, that. But they also did the uh, the trailer for the Justice League movie, where it's like there's Aquaman and he's all super uptight, and you're like, really, Aquaman? Aquaman's gonna get <laughs> in my face? Really? He talks to fish? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. And then you feel yeah, well. bad, yeah, because because you feel bad because when they did the Brave and the Bold cartoon, oh man, that Aquaman! I would watch that movie if oh, yeah? if if all you. Right. If you if you put the outrageous Aquaman in a film, I would be like, "Yeah, okay, that this has some entertainment value to it,
1: right?" Instead, mm-hmm. they went with Namor.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's the, the 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 problem is it it all starts bleeding together because they they do that. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. but you have to understand that that's a marketing thing, getting him to to you know because hell, he's Ronan, he's he's Conan, you know. Yeah, and I think fuck mm-hmm. you my wife wants to go see it just cause like the Aquaman's in it, you know? So, mm-hmm. right. Um, so essentially, well, sex sells. Wow. Well, you know, so, and Surprise. So it's, it's going to take away from the story to to get him. I mean, yeah. he might be a, an amazing actor in it, but I mean, mm-hmm. their reasoning is counterproductive to making it endure.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, Here's the thing, um, just to switch topics a tiny bit, but still stay within the nerdly arts. So <laughs> let's talk about gaming for a second here. Uh-huh. Okay. So when you're GMing, how important is it to actually be funny as a GM or to try to work humor into your games
3: hmm.
1: when people are game mastering? Is that an important thing to do? I guess it depends on the tone of the game, of course. But yeah, uh, sure. is that okay. something that um, you try to do when you've, when you've game mastered? Okay,
2: Um odd, uh, for that one, for, see, I both play and game master. So right. when I, when I host, I more like set up whereby mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the players have the mm-hmm. opportunity to joke. Right. Right. Uh, so I, or I set up a situation whereby they will see the humor in it, mm-hmm. but I, I'll be the, the straight person, you know, right. doing this terrible thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but as a player i'm well i fuck they have got a comedian right on hand I, I joke all the time right right um but now sometimes um i take it out of the genre though mm-hmm. of course or mixed genres um i like for instance i threw off the game master entirely once because um we were dealing with uh, this girl and her her name was Vista and i was like and i was like she walks all jittery right and she you know and uh she ended up being our servant, and I was like, "Oh, it's going to take her forever to get things to, to us." Right, and uh, right. and then and then uh, she goes, "I'll I'll seat you over here by the big in the big hall by the right over here by the windows," and I was like, "Oh no, windows and Vista—they don't mix." Right, and so Ooh. and so we
3: <laughs> so we,
2: we kept so we kept, this kept going, and she just was like, "Suddenly, we had a new servant <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> with a different name, you know, kind of thing." Right, <laughs> and so that's um, funny. But um, it was, and you know, they would. Everyone was laughing, but the it didn't come from the story, it didn't come from the genre. It came from like the players, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. the, right. So, and it's something stupid like um w- w- uh <laughs> when uh, when the if you ever fight in D and D a sturge, don't mm-hmm. fight one sturge, fight three of them because you're up against the three sturges, oh.
3: right? Oh. So Ouch. I mean. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> <Good> night, <laughs> and
2: so, and so <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But and so um there's like built in stuff like that, if you if you right. want to think of it like that. But right. you usually give mm-hmm. so something like that you'd give to them and they'd mm-hmm. make the joke, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
2: Again, my idea of you know leading them by the hand to where they right. really don't want to go. But they right. somebody mm-hmm. eventually does, right?
1: Eventually, yeah. You but- keep leading mm-hmm. them. That's kind of weird though that you
0: mentioned that because when I think of, of, of like comedy and the nerdly arts, it does mm-hmm. seem that like the sword and sorcery fantasy like, like uh, stories kind of lend themselves more to comedy mm-hmm. than say science fiction right because there's a lot of guys like uh, Terry Pratchett or uh, Piers Anthony that mm-hmm. their stories are very comedy based even if it's a dramatic story
1: that's true. Okay. Right. Well, uh, it, it's
2: weird because I'm 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 reading uh, this is an obscure writer. Uh, his name is Spider Robinson, and Ooh, uh, yeah. and he's he I'm reading about uh, a bar where uh-huh. supernatural people walk in, and this normal bar deals with these supernatural occurrences. Callahan's right, right? and
1: yeah, Callahan's last Callahan, time, celebrity. Callahan's
2: bar, exactly. And mm-hmm. so, um, um, and uh. I find it very interesting because there's humor and, uh, and well, everything in it, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, um, mind you, he writes like he's from the (laughs) fifties kind of thing, saying Mm -hmm. these old sayings that I actually have to Google. What does that (laughs) mean? What does
3: that
2: mean? But yeah. And, uh, um, but it's kind of cool in that, uh, he, he adds, it's modern day plus supernatural. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, and I'm enjoying them. I'm enjoying yeah. the uh, Spider Robinson books uh, for that respect. Um, hmm. uh, what else do I? I. Well, I, uh, I guess it's in book form. Um, Jim Butcher. I've been reading Jim Butcher, and he adds,
3: right.
2: you know, very. He's a very flawed character, and he adds uh, humor in his books. Right. You're reading uh, the
1: Dresden Files.
2: The Dresden the Dres- Chronicles. The Dresden Files. Yes. And yeah. so. Uh, um um and i i enjoy uh, sorry dresden is the flawed character and he uh uh but he makes you know there's one part where he sneaks up on the villain takes the takes the you know uber scroll or whatever it is and looks at you know this incredibly powerful being and goes Meet meep, and runs right and so right. It, and it's uh and it's it's humor and he makes mm-hmm. fun of himself and uh but uh at the same time it's you know a very serious story that, that goes on and it takes place in modern day.
1: Mm-hmm. So. so yeah the the Dresden files are hugely popular if in part pro- because of Jim Butcher's use of humor in them as well.
2: Mm. I think so yeah and making a, a well everybody's human. Yeah, right so, yeah that too. Yeah. And well it's done from first person um and so mm-hmm. he made a book I forget the name of it, uh, but he made one of the books that has all the other, you know, um, little what takes place in between each book, Uh, right?
3: And
2: and one is his brother takes place from his brother's point of view, and so then um, Dresden is going on again, and his brother goes, "Oh God, here he goes on again about that thing." Yes, yes, (laughs) life's terrible, you know, and so it's uh, and it's it's very humorous, you know, for to Mm -hmm. get the other side of. You know, yes, your tortured existence, yes, okay, yeah, so much responsibility, <laughs> right, right. and so it's it, right. it, it it's you know it it makes me laugh Makes me, I'm and yeah, I can't wait for the next ones to come out for that for, mm-hmm. for that exact reason for because um, see, Dresden is somebody that I would want to have over for dinner,
1: you know, mm-hmm. right, you know, I can totally sure. see that. <laughs>
2: So okay. we try it and, and, uh, this might sound strange, even though we do, uh, i will it back to the other stuff. Uh, even right. though we've done, we've done, uh, things like, um, sketch comedy, uh, mm-hmm. we, and we only have to seven minutes to make this character lovable or whatever.
3: Mm-hmm. We,
2: we do our best to try to make them yeah, exactly that. Somebody you would want to have over for dinner or, you know, if, or somebody you'd never want over for dinner, yeah, <laughs> something mm-hmm. like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. no that makes sense Mm -hmm. that that sounds like a good uh a good character quality test would you want this character over for dinner (laughs) yeah
3: exactly
1: well but people adore batman but as has been said you wouldn't want him over for
2: dinner. no well well, that's 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 actually an amazing thing let's take uh dc right Mm -hmm. everybody from dc either villain or 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 hero you would not want them over for dinner. Like, no, I will never. You'll, you'll never have the Joker over for dinner. You know what I mean? You know? well,
1: obviously, yeah.
2: Exactly, because you will burn down your house or something. But, right, uh, that
1: would be a bad idea. Exactly.
2: But uh, Marvel, yeah, I could have the villain or the... Or, yeah, I'd have them both over. You know, Loki,
1: yeah, come on okay, over.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean? So.
1: Yeah, the Green Goblin would be great to have over for dinner. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> You still might end up dead by the end of the evening, but eh. yeah. Although I think for DC, <laughs> I would
0: have Erwin Schwab over.
1: Oh, Irwin Schwab, I should know who that is. Who is Ambush Bug? Ambush, ambush bug, bug, right? Yeah.
0: Uh, it depends right. if his dumb luck kicked
2: in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> After he just had a stunt, you
1: know.
2: Yeah. Otherwise, mm. you know, piece of sky left
1: ambush- <laughs> to Right. You know, Ambush Bug's an interesting character in a way. I know you're fond of him, mm-hmm. Don. But to me, and this is, I guess, my where my tastes and yours are a little bit different. I find pure, we'll call it comedy superheroes like Ambush Bug and Deadpool and that. Normally, I actually don't find them that funny mm-hmm. because they're so busy being wacky and cartoony that I don't find them. Like, they're not superheroes anymore. Right. Um, they're... <laughs> They're, almost, they're a parody of superheroes. But the thing is, superheroes are already pretty silly inherently, so you're making a parody of something that's already pretty silly. Right. So to me, it often goes too far. I mean, the Deadpool movie totally worked, and Deadpool can work. I agree. But Bug, I've never found he worked for me. I've, he's one of those characters that just never works for me. Well, I thought, well
3: here's the thing. Oh, go
2: ahead. Go, after you. Oh, see, uh, in you do, with you doing that, you hold comics, comics, and comics, uh, and superheroes in high regard and right yes I, and I enjoy Judge dread and, or ambush bug for for the reasons of uh it makes mm. fun of that and right, okay. um because i and like I said i I like the idea of if everything is if you can take down what people hold sacred it, it's mm. better and so okay. um and I find comedy does that it tears down what people hold sacred. So I mean, right. it, it's sad that at my comic book store, I, I do collect mm-hmm. comics. Uh, but one day I arrived during the normal comic book rush, and mm-hmm. the place was packed. And I just yelled out, "Hey, who would win? Superman Man. or or uh, Darth Vader?" And so then and <laughs> and oh, wow. my and it just started this big ripple. And the guy at the counter looked at me and like shook his fist, and I and I smiled and walked out. And, uh, and that was endlessly funny to me, you know, so. Right. but I found I did after I, next time I went in, he didn't coincidentally get my comics in after that. So I decided, to... <laughs> so I was like, all right,
0: good, good to know. Coincidentally. Coincidentally. Yeah. I can see that too. Cause, uh, remember I didn't care for superheroes when I was younger. I was almost 30 when I started reading superhero comics and i always liked ambush bug because his whole shtick is he knows he's in a comic book and they used to mm. do that to make fun of how comic books worked on a very on a very right. cosmic level
1: mm. and
0: and that was what i used to get a kick out of hmm.
1: okay that makes sense. Like the
0: story they did uh, where he runs into the alien that comes from a planet where comic books are high culture and their entire society is based on it. And they did a page and it's like, and they love superhero comics and you see the superhero guy. And they love westerns and it's the same guy but he's wearing a hat. And they love comedy and it's the same guy but he's got like Groucho nose on. They did that for a whole page you're like, that's awesome. <laughs> wow. Well,
2: okay. It reminds me of the old normal man where everyone's a comic everyone's a superhero. but He's the only human.
0: Yeah, that the, that was they, they all tried to say. Yeah, and that was another good <laughs> one too. I enjoyed the hell out of normal man as well. <laughs>
1: but I can totally see then that. the guy
0: who did that went on to do uh Shadowhawk for Image, which was like the most image comic ever. <laughs> which is really yeah. Same guy I, Dave Allen. I've Alan never Kilo. read it. No, huh it's it's he he doesn't have like a million pouches but yeah it's this like super dark and he like breaks every villain's back and stuff and it's like didn't you just do the other with the guy and it was funny but okay whatever i guess we all get bills to pay exactly yeah (laughs) so
1: we all got bills to pay yeah Hmm. okay so on that note i think we should probably start uh wrapping this on up Mm -hmm. um because we're you know we're an hour and a half so it's a good time to start wrapping things up sorry All right, um, I'll just end it with
2: uh, this. Uh, basically, what happened was that I, I could get recorded. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I uh, went and did comedy at Club 54, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Ben Guy the, was the host of it. And he said, yeah, now I want you to come back and we'll film it. And I asked,
3: mm-hmm.
2: okay, how much do I get paid to you know be on TV? Oh, you don't get paid. And I went, are you kidding? I thought for sure, if you went on, if you went on, uh, on stage, you know, and got filmed mm-hmm. and well, you make money by syndicating it, that, uh, mm-hmm. that I would get some money. Like, no, no, it's just mm-hmm. exposure. And I, I started laughing. I was like, okay, well, and, but at that point I realized that I could be on TV, but, mm-hmm. uh, um, so this is the, uh, I guess what separates from me from a writer, from a, from a a book, you know, author mm-hmm. kind of thing, uh, is that um, it, I didn't want to be recorded, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and because I wouldn't get the same kick that I do from an audience. That's
1: from doing it live, that, yeah, doing it
2: live, and so uh, in that respect, I'm more like uh, a musician because mm-hmm. uh, one of the people, I talk to, some you know bands come to where I work all the time, and uh, mm-hmm. and they uh, talk about uh, that they hate recording because recording mm-hmm. is just you know it's it's very sterile but in mm-hmm. their heads they imagine that there's an audience while they mm-hmm. while they record their, their their music but they prefer the live live shows you know mm-hmm. um, because of the energy that they get and so that's what I tend to do is I like doing stand-up and doing um, you know improvs and of course, sketch comedies, um, because of mm-hmm. the, the instant feedback that I get from so right so makes so, sense so and uh, it's sad that I I blame that for my you know obscurity why you know mm-hmm. if anybody Google's my name they're like who the hell is this you know because I avoid um, being recorded so want to let you know that I'm uh, doing this show it's for you. And in a way, I'm being recorded, but uh, mm-hmm, I, you are. I, I'm, I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing with it right. uh, for you. So just want
1: to let you know that this oh. is uh, Thank you. quite, quite the rare sure <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the audience appreciates yeah. it. I'm sure the audience. But is there actually some place where they could find you or your work online? No. Like, where would they go looking? No. no actually, they
2: wouldn't. I, I've purposely avoided. And oddly enough, if they ever do look up, there is a Kevin Doak who did a stand up uh, back in the early 80s or something like that and mm-hmm. he oh my god is he so terrible so if you do find <laughs> me I, I, I'm not that guy
3: <laughs> right
2: yeah so there's another okay, there's okay. another Kevin Doke, which is why I actually changed my name to just just be Doke on stage
1: ah okay so,
2: so. It's, uh, um, even this comedy troupe that I've been involved with for like 12 years just mm-hmm. recently on this Valentine's Day my wife came to the back door and went Hi, I'm here to see Kevin uh, and this actress I've been working with for 12 years. Went there's nobody named Kevin here, and she and mm. my my wife closed her eyes. I'm Doke's wife, and she goes,
3: Oh, come on, come on in. You know? <laughs>
2: so, uh, they they had no idea that I had a first name, let alone you know, that it was right. Kevin. So.
1: Well, hold on, before we go, then does. Is there a persona that goes along with Doke, like the comedian? <laughs> is Is that actually is that actually a slightly different person than Kevin is? Yes,
2: yes, for sure. Um, in fact, I'll I'll, <laughs> um, I'll do a show. I used to do a, a show at Yucky Yucks. and yeah, I used to be Doke on stage, and then mm-hmm. I um, would show up at work and like go to go go to my work right after, and I'd meet mm-hmm. some people that went to the show. I was like. Dude Yeah, but I'm not that person now. I'm a different persona. I have a uniform Mm -hmm. on, you know, so Mm -hmm. I I am now telling you what to do, you know. So Mm you know, that was the funny person. Now this is a different mask I'm wearing, you know. So
1: Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That person made you laugh, this person will break your arm. That's right. So just just keep in line. Okay, got it. Exactly. Okay. So Okay, Don. Any final thoughts?
0: I don't know. I think uh, I think we covered most of it. I think, um, especially for the nerdly arts, we're kind of <laughs> at a crux where uh, comedy is kind of underappreciated. Be-
1: I think it is, yeah, because yeah.
0: since the '90s, when writing a character was Grr, angry," and that was like everybody. I think I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that came up here, especially looking at Marvel winning with their movies, and perhaps a little bit of why that is. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Mm. I can totally see that. And there's no doubt that the uh, advanced stuff for the new Justice League movie, the follow up to Batman v Superman, is definitely leaning heavy on the Marvel style comedy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, DC has kind of gotten the message that, yeah, maybe we better lighten this up a little right. bit. They're kind of going out of their way to show it in the early previews. We'll see how it works mm-hmm. out. But I'm still All right, Batman. then. So, <laughs> you're still Batman? Okay. I'm still Batman. You just love Batman, okay. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing, right? It's hard to tell whether they're going to play Batman as the straight man and everyone oh, else sure. as, the, as the funny guys or whether they're actually going to let Batman be a little more funny. Mm-hmm. Based on what I've seen, I think he, they're actually going to let him be a little bit funny, but we'll right. see. All right, so on that note, um, thank you very much, Kevin Doak, for dropping by and talking about comedy with us and for sharing some of your stories with us. we really appreciate it. Uh, it's great to hear about uh, some of your experiences and some of the people you've met. Yeah. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Please tune in next time when we'll be talking about small and independent role-playing games. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, thank exactly. You. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good chat, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there'll be lots of yucks to go along with that as well. Right, Take thank care, you everyone. You bye bye. <laughs> bye. Thanks for listening to the show.